All men are created equal, but they are endowed by their creator with certain unalienable rights. Fight, liberty, and the If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. Make America great again. The Big Mac. Welcome back to the Big Meg. I am your host, Lance Miliacho, and as always at my side, my co-host, George Ballantine. Happy holidays to all of our listeners and subscribers. We've got a big show for you tonight. George, I know you've got a personal message for somebody, so before I go into the uh, sponsors, I want you to go ahead and uh, do a shout-out like you planned. Yeah, we're going to break from uh, tradition right now, so I'm going to put this little picture up of Francesca. We're going to, from a big MIG family, wishing Francesca very Merry Christmas. Now, Francesca, it's getting fast. It's close to your bedtime. So, Lance, we're going to tell her. So, Santa Claus, he's a friend of ours. Isn't that right, Lance? Chris Kringle is one of the big MIG mafia. There's no doubt about it. We're close to him. So, you better be good. It's getting awfully close, Francesca. Well, Lance, I got a little, I spoke to Santa. She's on the nice list because I seen what she put to santa she likes she loves dresses books stickers that's what this kid likes look at the big mig shirt she got a little big mig shirt on we put on her hold on i'll put it I back i saw that i saw yeah. that, little, that little animation see, you did i there. made the color uh big mig mafia for her shirt to match see on the left that's nice yeah so merry christmas <laughs> francesca hope all is well be happy and merry all right now back to our all right, program. so let's let's uh, tip of the spear. If liberty means anything at all, it means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. You know, we do that each and every episode of this show. You know that our game plan, regardless of everybody online and all the BS going on, is to educate and unify the country one episode at a time. We're going to bring you the receipts. We're going to bring you the facts. We're going to bring you the right guests and interviews because you don't have to take our word for it. Let's face it, at the end of the day, everybody loves to pull this fact-checking BS online and everywhere else. We're going to bring you the people that are actually were in the middle of the fight. They're going to bring their proof with them, and nothing is – it's no different tonight. We're doing that all over again like we always do. But I want to thank our sponsors first, BeardVet.com. That's BeardVet.com, BeardVet Coffee. Uh, great company. I'm drinking some right now as we speak. I love it. Probably one of the most reasonable 12-ounce bags on the market, $12.99. Lots of other great products. These guys are America first, a veteran-owned and veteran-supporting company. Do yourself a favor, head over to Beard Vet, get those last-minute gifts, whether it's a uh, gift card at this point. They are fast shipping, so there's a good chance you might still receive it maybe a couple of days or a day after, but get over there and get it done. And then don't forget, George, there's a big giveaway. I've Ooh. got it here, but I just sometimes I just want to double-check. So it looks like the uh, seaofmud.com is doing a huge $1,000 prize giveaway. First place is a custom Riddick cooler, a bottle of Redneck Riviera whiskey uh, autographed by John Rich, a sweatshirt, a shirt, and $200 gift card. Now, every entry is matched to every dollar you spend. So you can buy gifts for other people and you're getting entries for yourself. So there's a chance to win this big prize. They also have a second and third place that also includes a cooler and other goodies, including merch and a book, A Patriot's History of the United States by uh, Larry Schweikart. You know, uh, listen, Lance, the total merchandise giveaway, $1,000, right, George? Yes, it is. But these are my favorite right here. I mean, you can't go wrong with the big MIG shirts. 
You just can't. Big swag available now. It's selling out pretty quickly. Get over there and get it. We're going to be having more of that. Obviously, you support the show, uh, liking the show, commenting on the show, thumbs up, subscribing to our shows, whether it's a free or paid subscription on Rumble and or Locals. Anything you can do to support the show, obviously, Rumble rants and tips are always appreciated. We always put it back into the show, back into equipment. We're not monetizing ourselves at this point. We are trying to do this big international, continue to push the international rollout because we want to unite conservatives around the world we know that everybody is dealing with the deep state when it comes to government and that's part of our plan and last item don't forget actually two don't forget to get over to general flynn's <laughs> website and that website is generalflynn.com forward slash the big mig get over there use our promo code the big mig and uh he's got great deals going on all items in the store so you definitely want to get over there support general flynn he's a great american patriot don't believe any of that bs shill crap online because let me tell you something that's all it is is a bunch of garbage and then a, a great group of guys put together a documentary called let my people go dot movie get over there if you use the promo code big mig you'll get a discount uh, I really think that everybody should watch this documentary and everybody should support the guys that did it. It's, it is absolutely um, one of those eye-openers for you like many of these documentaries have been, and it's definitely important to support. They can do Blu-ray and DVD. All right, listen, tonight's show, you guys know how we feel about human trafficking and child trafficking on this show. I have absolutely zero tolerance and zero use for any of it. It seems like our government has decided that they are going to be and participate and be the largest human trafficking and child trafficking uh, people in the world. Uh, they definitely are violating numerous laws to do it. We previously had Tara Rodas on the show. She's the HHS whistleblower. You've seen her in Dinesh's movie, The Police State. Uh, great movie. I recommend you see that one also. Tonight, she brings with her Deborah White, another whistleblower. This is a follow-up because, A, we want to find out <clears throat> for our listeners and subscribers, we want you guys to know the impact you had by calling in and actually going on the line and leaving those comments. And Tara is going to give you that update. But you have to realize it hasn't stopped yet. You have to continue to hound these jerks in Washington, D.C. Uh, they're making some difference, and there are a couple of good ones. We're going to hear from uh, what Grassley did, which I think is great because we've always had a pretty good feeling about him as it is. Uh, I just think it's crucial for you guys to realize that people like Tara have put their lives on the line, really. They have come out. And, and, you know, they've been attacked and they've been undermined. Deborah's no different. You know, you got to look. She's been a public service. Tara's been a public service for 20 years. I don't know how long Deborah's been, but we're going to let her tell us about that. And 17 of those have been dedicated to serving the federal inspector general. So you know how that community is and what they're all about. And she's answered the humanitarian call to go to the work through the Biden administration from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, HHS. And her efforts, why she was there, is what really exposed this. She didn't expect this to happen. Believe me, she thought she was just being sent out on loan, which is normal between agencies when there's a shortage of manpower. But why she was serving on that detail for unaccompanied children, the UC program, she discovered that children are being trafficked through a really sophisticated network and to what I believe a lot of bad people. And it, it begins with them being recruited in the home country and then smuggled through the U.S. border and ends, uh, ends with HHS delivering these childs to sponsors. A lot of these sponsors are criminals. They're human traffickers. They're members of transnational criminal organizations like MS-13 and other cartel members. Uh, you know, some of these kids are even being brought right to strip clubs, which is a crazy, crazy story we're going to hear more about. But she's testified in front of the House Judiciary Subcommittee. They've done a documentary. Deborah White was in the documentary. Uh, you know, as you remember, when Tara came in last time, we were talking about Defend the Tr Children Truth Trench. And that was a big deal. And you guys made a big difference. So without further ado, I want to bring them both in. We're going to start by having, I want, to, I want our audience to hear that you guys can have an impact. You can make a difference. You don't have to just sit and do nothing and expect and wait for us to deliver the information and hope there's a white knight. This time you guys were the white knights. George, let's bring in our guests. Let's do it. Welcome ladies to the Big Mig Show. How you guys doing? Deborah. 
Welcome for the first time to the Thank show. You. We're so glad you could join us. And Tara, you're 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 becoming you're becoming a recurring theme and a recurring guest here, because we really appreciate. Uh, and I have to say this: you guys are really putting yourselves on the line. And I have so much respect for that. I can't tell you because I know that. Uh, there are many within the halls of government that frown on whistleblowers. They undermine them. They attack them. We've seen it with the suspendables. We know you guys are both proud members of the suspendables. You've dealt with it. Uh, listen, I, I want, but I, but I want to lead off with you telling our audience the impact they had. So mm -hmm. Tara and Deborah, take it away. Okay. All right. Well, Lance, George, and the whole big MIG mafia, thank you so much, you know, for, for tuning in this evening on Thursday night. And it's just such an honor to be here with my federal partner, Deb. Both of us are speaking, right, on our in our personal capacity, not on behalf of the government. We have to make sure we give that disclaimer up front. But we really wanted to come on the show to just thank you all so much and let you know the impact that you had on all these shenanigans that are going on in DC regarding HHS. So the last time that Aaron and I were here, we were right in the push to stop HHS from implementing a rule change that would actually make it easier, okay, easier to traffic the children. And you all stepped up to the plate. You all went out there, you participated in the copy paste campaign and we are happy to report that we had over 66,000 people participate in the campaign. And I will say, this caused a lot of consternation on Capitol Hill because suddenly, like, Congress started to see that you all, that grassroots, were making a difference. So Senator Grassley, he gets in the game and he comes out against this insane rule change and he actually threatens HHS. He says, like, if you don't withdraw this under the Congressional Review Act, we're actually going to bring this to a vote on the floor. We're going to vote you down. And it wasn't just Grassley. It was Grassley plus 37 other senators. So you all moved 38 senators to get together to write a letter to HHS telling them, no, we, we, we don't accept that you're making it easier to traffic children. So I just wanted to let you know that one voice makes a difference. And your voice has made a difference. Hold so on. right now, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's it's hard on this show because we often bring evidence and truth. Uh, a lot of people on YouTube and on Rumble talk about how we bring the real news, but it also sometimes is incredibly depressing because we're exposing the actual truth. Because we see on mainstream media, we see KGP, the press secretary, we see the Biden administration, we see Republicans and Democrats all lying to the American public. They like to talk about the security of the border. They don't want to talk about things like the 10 IEDs that just got seized on the other side of the border. They don't want to talk about the transnational gangs, the military-aged individuals that are invading and the numbers are just increasing. Uh, you know, it's fomented, it's organized, it's a narrative that they control. So it's always great to hear that we had an impact. It, you know, obviously gets us going because, you know, it, we're always trying to produce the best product we can and hope that it's having an impact, but you don't ever really know if you had an impact. So you guys out in the audience, I just want to say thanks so much for everything you did. All the comments made a big difference. And I want to read some stuff out of the Grassley press release. Grassley and Senate Republicans demand changes to Biden admin rule, endangering safety and well-being of unaccompanied alien children, negligent vetting standards, and whistleblower muzzle provisions make federal gui guidelines for unaccompanied minors wholly unworkable. So uh, that's a statement, and he goes on with the press release itself that he said, Senator Chuck Grassley today led 38 Senate Republicans in calling on the Department of Health and Human Services Office of Refugee Resettlement, which is the ORR, you might hear more of it tonight, so keep that in mind, to overhaul its harmful and deficient policies governing the agency's treatment of unaccompanied alien children in the United States, ORR's proposed rule parts of which the agency is already enforcing, allows vulnerable children to be placed in the custody of unvetted, potentially criminal sponsors and obstructs whistleblowers from reporting to Congress on abuse in the program. Grassley and fellow Republicans are demanding ORR, 
rewrite its policies or face congressional action to overturn the finalized rule. The proposed rule ignores nearly seven years of oversight conducted by Congress and the Office of Inspector General and relieves chronic foot dragging, if not total reluctance when it comes to protecting vulnerable children, the senators wrote. And I'm going to add to that also the cover-up of numerous federal and state crimes across the country. There's an unlimited amount of crimes that are being connected to this, and we're going to talk about that more in a little while. And back to Grassley. It provides ample protection to government bureaucrats at the expense of children. Even more concerning, the requirements being adopted in this proposal ruling are already enforced by the Office of Refugee Resettlement. ORR does not even consider a sponsor's criminal record, current illegal drug use, history of abuse or neglect, or other child welfare concerns necessarily disqualifying to potential sponsorships. In effect, ORR accepts a sponsor's representations almost entirely on face value. The senators continued, ORR's proposed rule abdicates the agency's responsibility for protecting the vulnerable children in custody from harmful behavior by poorly vetted potential criminals. And I'm going to say it's worse than potential criminals. For these services, the taxpayers paid ORR $5.5 billion in, in, in uh, uh, the year 2022. The proposed rule is wholly un workable and ORR should discard it at its current practices. If not, Congress will have no choice but to introduce a resolution of disapproval under the Congressional Review Act, the senators concluded. So you guys are hearing what happened, and that is what you guys accomplished out in the audience. It wasn't us. Of course, we left our own comments, but the point is you had to do the same thing because a couple of voices doesn't make the difference. Now, I, wanna, I want you guys, I want Tara and Deb. Deb is a contract specialist. Is that right, Deb? So I am certified in contracting for the government and project management, but I'm actually a project manager for the government. Uh, okay, I, I got you. I'm, a, I'm technically an IT specialist, but yes, project manager. I want Terry, there's one thing that she hasn't really had an opportunity. So after, and I want both of you guys to talk about this, and this is where the whistleblowers are not being protected. They're recognizing crimes and negligence and intentional ignoral of what this situation is. Well, what was the retaliation on you so far, Tara? And then Deb, I want you to uh, voice in right after her. Yeah, so those of you who know my story is after I reported that MS-13, like members on the Transnational Organized Crime watch list, so on the top, if people remember that Deb saw Aaron Stevenson's disclosure, who, was, who we were on the show the last time. So he gets fired. So he's one whistleblower who got fired. But he also shared that members of the talk, because he was the talk mission specialist, were getting the children. And I see that it's MS-13, an 18th Street gang. And my husband is from El Salvador. That's how I know Spanish. And I'm like, we're giving, I knew they were trafficking at this point, but we're giving the children to known members of the talk. So FBI has the information, DHS has the information, all the intel has the information. And instead of going to round these guys up, we're, we're sending them kids. And so when I exposed that and kept reporting on that, very sadly, it didn't take them very long. It took them less than three weeks from the time I reported that case to accuse me of wrongdoing, threaten me with investigation, have me clean out my desk un under the watchful eye of the federal field specialist and security. They then escorted me right? Walked me, perp walked me off the site, and then they took my badge so that I could no longer investigate. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you, and you know, and that and no, no good deed goes unpunished by the federal government. That seems to be their real oath of office. Uh, retaliation is the name of the game. Deb, what kind of stuff since you've come out, since you did the documentary, what kind of things have happened to you like that or similar? So thank you again for having me on the show. Uh, thankfully, up to this point, I haven't really been retaliated against in any way. Mm -hmm. uh, the information that I shared on the show actually um, had several uh, several folks come and say, you know, thank you for you know doing your due diligence mm -hmm. and you know reviewing the contracts and you know pointing out you know why 
you know, sole source contracting was is basically where you, you know, just point and shoot and say, hey, we're going to use this contractor. And you're actually circumventing uh, competition and contracting, which is supposed to drive prices down and get the government the best value for the taxpayer's dollar. Um, and that wasn't happening. So um, haven't been retaliated against in that sense. And, you know, I just want to remind the audience that, you know, we are so thankful for their participation in the campaign that got those 66,000 uh, comments. Um, that is what has spawned congressional action in Grassley's office, which you just talked about. But not only that, we also know that uh, Mike Johnson has also sent a letter directly to President Biden demanding action uh, about the border crisis. Uh, and we're talking about border crisis with the unaccompanied children coming through uh, and being found in slaughterhouses and in just hor horrific places all over the country. And child labor is child abuse. You know, just don't want to forget that. Um, you know, whether it's you know, trafficking, work trafficking, exploitation, or whether it's sexual exploitation, this is child abuse. And it's unacceptable. We're the United States of America. We can do better than this. We must do better than this. And that's what Mike Johnson is calling the president directly out and asking for uh, change immediately. Uh, you know, the, I can say that. Go, go ahead, Deb. I didn't mean to cut yes. you off. You go ahead. Oh, no, that's okay. So I, I can say that, you know, it was it was shocking from the day that Tara and I got there, um, you know, the, the chaos and the lack of process and the lack of standard operating procedures. This is something that the government has been doing for years and years and years. And yet we know that it's, you know, the system by design is stand up these emergency intake sites for six months at a time. And, and that's purposeful, you know, for many reasons. But one especially is so that um, when they do these massive hiring events of, you know, of case managers or youth care workers and get them in and processed and, and there's, you know, minimal, it's laughable training what you get. You don't really, you can't really, you don't get training to identify any sort of trafficking or anything like that. Um, and so, it, you know, it's so that we don't realize what's actually happening and they can get us in and out of there before we really can can figure out what's going on. You know, for example, our details are only uh, 120 days. You can't exceed that. So that's four months. You can't really become super familiar with the process, right? So they think, uh, you know, in that time period. But uh, we were able to uncover the trafficking. We did expose it, you know, at every single opportunity that we could. And now they're doing they're doing all calls from the executive branch again. Only this time, the details are only allowed for sixty days. So they have shortened the amount of time that you can actually serve. Yeah, so you know it's incredible that you guys had to self train so much. I heard you talking about that in the documentary, and we're going to have you guys talk about that documentary a little bit so we can send people to watch it with the best places. You know, Lance, I, think it's I got a clip yeah. of that documentary, like a few minutes of them. <clears throat> Yeah, and I want to show that here in a minute, George. Okay. What I think is incredible, George, to me, is that they basically throw individuals like yourselves. Now, you guys are you guys are the perfect storm for me. You're ideal, right? You're the right government employee, both of you. You're doing everything you're supposed to. Uh, you know, these good old boy network contracts that are just, uh, I would call, um, hijacking uh, la extremely large numbers from the federal government. Some of these people are ex-federal employees. You guys actually discuss, discuss that in the documentary. These backdoor contracts for excessive numbers uh, and the pass-through, there's no, there's no education, right? You guys just get thrown in there and say, okay, go deal with this without any training, which is incredible what a great job you guys did and how you got up to speed so quickly and were able to identify because neither one, neither one of you are investigators by trade. You became investigators and, you know, God bless you for that. I mean, you know, when, when, and the thing I think about it is we need more of you, not less. These timelines they're putting on you are unrealistic. So um, I, I guess this, uh, you, you, this is so you're saying that there was a 140% increase in calls to the office of tracking trafficking in persons by foreign born children. Is that right? Yes. In one year, in wow. one year, 140% increase. Yes. And we have thousands of children. Thousands have called a hotline every single day. We have kids calling a hotline saying, please help me. I'm being abused, neglected, and trafficked. And HHS admits, admits to this point, 
85,000 children missing in just two years of the program. 85,000 children. Where are they? Right? This makes no sense whatsoever. It, this program gets an F. Well, here's the crazy part, and I'm going to ask you this just really simply. Is there any chance that every level of our federal government doesn't know what's going on right now about this? Yeah, they're completely and totally aware of what's going on. Mm-hmm. They, and they have been for years. There have been there have been congressional <clears throat> reviews on this. Um, they've been investigated. Um, the only thing is that there is not any action taken. That's the problem. But yes, everyone is aware. The news outlets, they're aware. Yep. Congress is aware. FBI is aware. Every every agency is aware that trafficking is happening through the program, uh, but it's it's been silenced, you know, pretty well. Like you know, we we only get platforms, you know, like you, where you know you're willing to share, you know, the the truth of the story. We're not crazy people. We're just federal employees. I, I worked for the Department of the Army for years. I, I now work, you know, uh, at another agency on the civilian side of government. Uh, so I've been in the government for years. I can tell you that. They are very well aware of the situation. We are well aware of it before even the undocumented uh, children's program became a massive issue. You know, I'm talking about back in my Army days, 2008, 2009 timeframe. I worked in an operations center. We, we knew that there were, you know, people coming through illegally. But having actually get some legislation in place to, to stop this, the only humane thing to do is to shut down the border. I know some people don't like to hear that. But that is the only way you stop this. That's how you stop this illicit cycle of traffickers and coyotes and um, uh, just uh, bad contracting people, you know, that are doing bad things. The only way to stop it is by shutting down the border. And I I know that that's the only way to do it. There's nothing else that can be done. The border should have never been left open. They took an oath to protect our border from all enemies, foreign and domestic. It is clear that whether we're talking about drugs, whether we're talking about weapons, guns, whether we're talking about human trafficking, uh, at the end of the day, the cartels are extremely sophisticated and they are a multi, multi-billion dollar, maybe potentially a trillion dollar enterprise when you start adding up all the numbers. I, I truly believe that some of our government officials are involved in it and that's why it's not getting shut down. I also believe their plan is to use these illegal voters and try to uh, pass something last minute to allow them to vote. The documentary we're talking about, guys, and George is going to play that clip right after I tell you what it is. America's future, it's a national leader in the fight to preserve individual rights, and they always promote American values and traditions. And, and their big push is always to protect the nation's constitutional republic. They were. This is a documentary they called Where Did the Children Go? And it's eye-opening, obviously. Four whistleblowers. We've got two of them here now. Uh, and, and one of the things they say that I think this is just such a damning statement, never before seen email reveals government officials, and guys, pay close attention here, government officials knew the children were being handed off to the wrong people and to unknown and unvetted sponsors. I'm going to tell you, I believe our government knows at the highest level exactly what's going on. Monetarily, I don't know if they're benefiting. George, I got to ask you your thoughts, because I think they know about all this, because I believe the corruption goes all the way to the top on this. Well, uh, yeah, I was going to ask this question, too, but of course they know. They have to know. They know everything. They just don't want to admit to it. But, Deb and Tara, what is the government, how are they benefiting by trafficking children? And not, like... Well, we... Go ahead. I want to hear this. I want, uh, people need to hear it. Right. Well, we know that there is a demand, right? We we know that the children are in slaughterhouses. You know, um, recently, I think December 18th, NBC um, published something that said, you know, hey, this child, uh, the last name was Perez. I'm not, I'm not remembering the first name, but Tara can jump in and, and fill in the first name there. 16-year-old boy was using the ID of like a 32-year-old man to work on this poultry farm in in um, Mississippi, he got caught in the machine and he was killed. 16 years old, using an ID as a 32 year old. If you see the picture of this kid, he he could probably barely pass for 18. There's no way that he got through the hiring process and they did not know that he was not a 32 year old man. But that's just one instance of you know the the horrors that happen from bringing the children across the border and putting them into these jobs. Uh, in slaughterhouses overnight, uh, they're being killed at these plants, facilities, and nobody cares. So there's a demand. If there wasn't a demand, there wouldn't be this push to get all of these children across the border. We know even from Aaron Stevenson, who shared something with us earlier today, 
that when the children were coming across as family units, they were being separated at the border and say, saying that the children, you know, couldn't cross in, you know, with family, they'd find them days later as an unaccompanied minor. So it's almost like the government was incentivizing uh, these children to come alone across the border uh, so that they could come into the unaccompanied uh, children's program and then get a sponsor that's not their parent, right? And the other thing is, is that uh, when Tara and I were at the site in Pomona, California, all of the easy cases were going to the Department of Homeland Security for those people that are trained and experienced in how to vet sponsors. We got all the difficult cases. So there's different categories when you process kids. So we had all of the categories that were more difficult to prove, like an aunt, an uncle, uh, you know, or, or no relation at all other than social relation. So it's system by design. They're giving the most inexperienced people the most difficult cases and telling them you've got 10 to 14 days to get this kid out of here. And if you can't, we want to know what's wrong with you. Why can't you do your job, right? And again, this is no training. Um, you know, they're just throwing all of these children into a facility and saying, process them, get them out of here. We know that many of them were sexually assaulted along the way. They reported that in a significant incident report. We have the master list, the report uh, that says that these children were assaulted. Some of them uh, were harassed inside the facilities themselves. We know that these children were released before uh, the significant incident reports were followed up on. So not only did they have some treacherous, abusive trip all the way up to the border, we didn't help them once they were in our care, and then we released them to an unvetted sponsor that, by the way, we never see face-to-face. -face. Even though we have the capability to do so on a video conference, we are not allowed to do that. And I know by policy, on HHS ORR policy, you are allowed to do that. However, at the site, they told us they didn't have the proper facilities for doing that, and we were not allowed to do that. So again, the IDs from the sponsors that we were taking, it could have been the same sponsor sending us 14 different identifications at different facilities requesting children from all over the country because I think there were 15 facilities at any given point across the country. So again, this is just system by design. Why exactly it's happening, I couldn't tell you other than there is a demand for it. If there was not a demand for it in this country, it wouldn't be happening. But so, there's a demand and that's why it continues. So wait, yeah. I understand you correctly. So they're doing this with the children, they're putting them on work farms or wherever, is that what they're doing? You're saying? Yes. Oh, I thought we abolished yeah, they're legally using them in whatever facilities, including meatpacking or whatever yeah, else. I thought we abolished slavery in this country. I guess we didn't, yeah. huh? Yeah. I mean, really, slavery. It's it it just one of the small things. I'd love point. to see some of those significant incident reports get published because I think that would really expose the truth. I'm sure the government doesn't want to see that happen. That would be interesting if some of that stuff ended up out in the public view, pretty much proving for a fact what's going on. George, I know we're overdue for a break. We're oh, going to yeah. take a commercial break. Big MIG Mafia, don't go anywhere. You know, it's holidays. Stay tuned. Grab that coffee. Grab that cocktail, whatever it is. We'll be right back. We're going to be right back. And uh, welcome, Matt is Mimi to the chat. And another guy, get back to me. Going to decide what sites you visit. And they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites. 99% of the web will be off limits. <laughs> for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free. 
in the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet-founded, vet-focused, and beard-operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee. Make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Welcome back to your big, big show. Here with your host, Lance Miliacho, yours truly, George Ballantine, Tara, and Deb. Whistleblowers that are getting no justice from our... Corrupt government. Uh, real quick, um, Texas Bullhead, welcome to the Big Big Mafia chat. Thanks for uh, stopping in first time. Uh, Lance, um, our esteemed mafia guy, Ed, you know, he's still going through, he needs prayers, but Ed, you bought 14 shirts and you didn't get a Big Big shirt? I'm disappointed. And the other thing, Ed, is grow a pair. <laughs> I sent you guys something. You that's, need like to... peer, that's like peer pressure. You're like, hey, you yeah. didn't buy one of our shirts. What's your problem? Well, his wifey's <laughs> holding him back on something, Candy. And, you know, Ed, all I got to say is grow a pair and get going on it because, you know, lives depend on it, as I should say. So we're going to get back to this. I wanna, we're going to put up the video from the um, documentary. It's a short clip. It's like two minutes of Deb... Tara and two others, um, whistleblowers. And, you know, everybody's got to watch this documentary because it's really powerful. I'm going to put it up. You've seen the images. Millions of migrants, many being unaccompanied children, streaming across the United States' southern border. Desperate families blend with criminals, having paid gangs and cartels for their transit. Through this criminal exploitation of innocence and the very policies of the U.S. immigration system, children remain the most vulnerable. America's future now brings you stories from the front line, not bureaucrats, but everyday citizens and public servants demanding answers for all Americans, whose billions of taxpayer dollars have been spent on a broken system. Reunited for the first time, these four brave whistleblowers, two current federal employees and two from private government contractors, share stories of what they witnessed working around the Pomona Fairgrounds migrant intake facility in 2021. The Southern California facility processed nearly 9,000 unaccompanied children over its eight-month operation. I'm Tara Rodas here in Washington, D.C. Behind me is the spirit of justice with a child by her side. I've been a federal employee for more than 20 years. I was deployed to the Pomona Fairplex in 2021, and I started off as a youth care worker later promoted to the deputy of the federal case management team.
Justice is vital to all Americans, especially to our children, who must be protected and defended from evil. That's why I'm proud as an HHS whistleblower to be joined today by brave public servants and insiders who are going to be coming forward for the first time to tell their full stories. Together, we will expose how the U.S. government put children into the hands of unvetted sponsors. Some are criminals and traffickers and members of transnational criminal organizations who sex traffic and labor traffic the children. Look at that. It's crazy. It's just, it's unbelievable that, that that's what our government is doing. You, like, you would never think, kids are, to me, kids are innocent. And no kid should ever be harmed. And for our government to be doing this just makes me sick. Makes me want to go out to these places where they, where they have these kids or using these kids. We got a group of guys that will come get them, teach them other people a lesson. We got it if you give me the um, places. We'll the biggest problem is the 85,000, George. I'm not even sure if we can identify where they're at to go get them. We'd have to know where they've been moved to. There's a, there's a story within the documentary, and I'm going to have uh, uh, Tara and Deb talk about it, where you actually realize that a child uh, maybe potentially been abducted, and you send people out to a location, and it turns out the location doesn't even exist, and there's some trailers where people are being housed in the, in the, in the lot next door, the address next door, and it seems like they're also being trapped. Traffic. Can you tell us, just tell the audience about that particular story, because I think that's incredibly compelling because we have no idea where these children went. You know, it's great that, uh, you know, that, that America's uh, future made this documentary. It's just one in the many that seems to be exposing so much of this. Hopefully we can talk to them. We'd love to translate that into 10 languages and provide that on the big main channels on YouTube and Rumble, because I think that we're having an impact by making sure that it's globally known, because, you know, the truth is, America is the last bastion of freedom, right? I mean, we're the end of it. At the end of the day, we're supposed to be the shining light. And let's face it, that's not the case. So can you guys give us the details of that story that was actually presented in this documentary? Because I'm not doing a very good job, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. Deb, yeah, Deb, why don't you tell the story? Okay, thank you, Tara. Yes, so uh, I just want to touch on something that you had said um, it would be wonderful if you could translate into many languages and distribute it as far and wide as you possibly can, because most of these families that are sending their children, they're trusting in some person that actually lives within their community and is recruiting these children, and they trust this person, okay? So these people don't know what actually awaits them. They don't know what actually awaits their children once they get to the United States. They're, they're being lied to. They're be, they know they're coming here for work. These children know they are coming here to work. They have been recruited typically in Guatemala. Uh, we know they have a hub in Huehuetenago, which is on the border, uh, close to the border with Mexico. And they do recruitment, you know, through radio ads, you know, through knocking on doors, you know, through, again, being that trusted person in the community, usually a rich person. Of course, they're rich. Uh, you know, that comes and says, you know, we have a better life for you in America. And when those children actually get here, they become slaves, right? Such as the example that you were talking about. And that was a story from Bangor, Michigan. So we had a case manager who was actually working in transportation. So transportation is the last leg. So the kids come in, they go through medical, they talk with their case manager. Uh, you're supposed to vet the sponsor, Right. And then before you send them, they get sent over to the, the child's case, gets sent over to transportation to do one more check with the sponsor and say, hey, who are you expecting? You know, can you tell me their name, et cetera? Just a couple of basic questions. Well, this particular sponsor could not recall the name of his nephew. So when questioned by this transportation uh, person at the Pomona Fairplex, he couldn't answer. And he said, can you just give me a minute? And so he, whatever he did, came back onto the phone a couple minutes later and said, this is the name and gave a name. And so Wendy says, no, that's not who we're, that's not who we're sending you. Is there someone else you're expecting? And he went through a couple of names until he finally got it right. So obviously that triggered something, you know, for this, this, this lady. And she came over to us uh, at the federal table. There was three of us uh, feds in the room. 
And she said, something seems strange. This guy can't come up with the name of this child. Um, he did eventually after a few tries, uh, but it just seems pretty weird. And so we said, okay, definitely let's look into the case. So while we're pulling up the case information, Tara and I in the system, uh, Wendy comes back over to us, this transportation um, person and says, um, you won't believe this. Uh, I called him back and he answered, but then I heard someone in the background scream, help me. And then he hung up on me. And I said, okay, that's it. You know, Tara, we just need to call 911. So that's what she did. So Tara gets on the phone, calls 911. <laughs> we realize obviously it's going to 911 in Pomona, California. So we asked to be transferred. They can't do that. So we get the non-emergency line for Bangor, Michigan and call 911 there. And they actually do go out there, uh, I believe with a CPS person uh, to, to figure out what's going on at this address. Why is someone screaming for help? And they tell us, um, in the meanwhile, uh, sorry, I have to add this, in the meanwhile, we're already looking up the address, we're going through the case file, and we see this is a field with nothing on it. It's a, I don't know if it was a cornfield, I don't know what kind of field it was, but there was some kind of agricultural field, and then a bunch of dilapidated trailers on the side of the field. I don't think it was even on the same address, but it was on the side of the field, like maybe in the next lot. So there's some dilapidated trailers uh, so anyhow, um, we, we look into it and we tell the police, look, th you know, this is like an empty field. Like, we don't even know if you're going to find anything. So anyways, the, uh, police goes out there, uh, we believe with CPS and, uh, they, they knock on the trailer door that's on the next lot. It wasn't on the same lot, knock on the next lot and say, Hey, uh, do you know anyone by this name? They give the name of the sponsor and they're like, no, no, we've never heard of anyone by that name. They didn't tell us that there were necessarily children in there, but they told us there were a lot of people in this trailer uh, and it was disgusting. And yeah, so anyhow, horrible, deplorable conditions. I mean, this is what the police are telling, you know, Tara on the phone, you know, and so in the meantime, you know, we make sure that, you know, we uh, notify, you know, uh, the administration like, hey, this is what's happening. You know, please make sure that this child does not go to this address you know, please, um, the initial recommendation was to release the child, right? Uh, I don't remember if it was with post-release services, which is a joke. They, they say post-release services means child's gone through trauma, they need some kind of follow-up, but they don't actually get that because the sponsor typically says, no, thank you, we don't need those post-release services and there's no obligation for them to actually give any services to the child. Well, anyhow, uh, we found out the next day when we come back to work, after we filed all of this and made sure that we've done our due diligence, we come back the next day and we find out that the child was sent. You know, it's incredible, right? Our, you know, and our listeners and viewers, you know, this, is, this isn't necessarily new evidence. It's just more evidence showing us that the U.S. government knowingly uh, put children in the hands of uh, these individuals. These are unknown and unvetted sponsors and traffickers. You know, the federal government, they, they have turned a blind eye. They act like everything's under control on the border, and they're trying to tell you they've got contractors and they've got contracts. And at the end of the day, these are all just lies. They're tactics to cover things up. We're hearing from, uh, even on that same documentary, we're hearing how they told uh, individuals that were under contract to work for them, that they shouldn't report crimes. Uh, he was running one of the hotels where there were supposedly up to 5,000 immigrants being housed. He's being told, don't report the rapes. Don't report any of the drugs. Don't report the assaults. Doesn't matter. A couple of them included machetes. I mean, we've got a gentleman's club that was used as a drop-off site for migrant children, right? Bunch of trailers in the back that got covered in there. Uh, you know, these traffickers have infiltrated this child intake center, you know, and there's, and they're being released into the U S with nobody knows anything that's going on. It's, it, I mean, this is freaking disgusting. And this is an abuse of power by our government. Our government is making these decisions and they're benefiting it in some manner that maybe we do or don't know who knows the contracts with the subcontractors could be family members. They've given the contracts to, and that's how they're getting paid. Or maybe there's kickbacks from the NGOs or the contractors. Don't kid yourself, everybody. This is a fomented organized plot on our border. They're infiltrating our country and they're taking advantage of these people. They might be coming here because they really do have a problem in their own country, but they're being separated by the coyotes. The cartels are taking advantage. They're being raped on the way up. You couldn't ask for more garbage out of our government than this. This is the worst of the worst. 
And when you think about what they're doing, these people are being victimized. It doesn't matter whether they're being put in work camps or being sent to slaughterhouses. It's not just about sexual assault. We're talking way beyond the scope of it. I mean, listen to the housing you just heard about. You guys have to recognize that this government cannot be trusted. They are lying to you over and over and over again. And I think it's horrifying. It's stunning and horrifying at the same time. Um, listen, and I obviously don't want to keep you guys. I know holidays, everybody's celebrating. I, I just want you guys to, to, if there's any last things you want to say to our audience that you want to share that you think it's important before we, you know, take this to a conclusion tonight, I'm going to give you the microphone first, Tara, and then I want you to go back to Deb. And is there anything you want to tell the audience or what they can do? What can they still do to make a difference? What should they be doing right now to get the word out? Is it only not only sharing this documentary, what can be done? And is there any other things they have to know about before we conclude tonight? Yeah, that's a great question. And I would say definitely watch the documentary. If you go to America's Future, you can watch the documentary. And then the plan of America's Future is to have a summit in every state where people can become educated. You can look at some of their resources online. They have a legal library for each state. So people can go in and see what these laws actually are. We need people to come awake to the fact that the United States government has become the largest child trafficking operation on the planet. And you read off of Grassley's letter, in one year, it was over $5 billion. People are making money off the backs of the children. The government is paying NGOs and contractors, they're all making money. And then the coyotes who are bringing the children, they're making money. The children are the slaves who have to pay the money back. And then once they're here with these evil traffickers, they're able to be sold over and over again. It is, a, it is the most horrifying thing to realize there are people who view children as income-earning assets. These people are trying to make residual income off of the lives of the children. That's what they're doing. And we need everyone to come awake to this. I know it's a terrible thing to think about, but your voice makes a difference. You all move the halls of Capitol Hill. So please just stay informed, get educated and stand by because once HHS decides which path they're gonna go down, which we'll, we hope to know sometime in January, February timeframe, if they're gonna proceed and then the, then the Senate is gonna have to try to come up with the votes, in which case we're gonna need some help and maybe a letter writing campaign and some phone calls. But we just want you to know, you know, one voice makes a difference and we thank you for your support. And um, we, we look forward to keeping you with us in this journey to bring justice for the children. Well said, Deb. Yeah, um, I'll tell you my wish. I want doors kicked in. I want the kids rescued. That's what I want. Um, I know that, you know, maybe until we get an administration change, you know, they're not going to shut down the border. And so um, I would just say that because we know these kids are already in all these horrific places, we have evidence of it. We've got addresses. You want the addresses? Contact us. Ask us for the addresses. We have them. So um, that's that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking for somebody to put their money where the mouth is or mouth where the money is and actually go and get these kids, go rescue these kids, right? We know we have addresses where they may or may not be anymore any longer, right? But I think that um, mm -hmm. in order for the government to do its due diligence, the best thing they can possibly do is gather all of the addresses they already have and go and see where these kids are. I don't want to hear about how they're not funded, you know, to do anything once they hand off because that HHS uses that in Congress all the time. Once we hand over the child, we have no more financial or legal responsibility about the welfare of the child, right? We, they wash their hands of it, right? That's not acceptable. That's not acceptable. Someone needs to go and check and make sure these children are still alive. Again, like you heard earlier, 85,000 children that they'll admit to that are missing, right? Um, that, that number is much higher, but we just want to, we want to make sure that any human being that is coming across our border is protected and treated humanely. We cannot settle for this any longer. The, the people of America, you need to contact, contact your Senator and say, not in my state, every single state, we need you to do this. Not in my state. You need to demand that all of the children that were sent to your state, that you get the data, the addresses, 
doors get kicked in and kids get rescued. That's what needs to happen. We also need to get rid of them people that are abusing the kids with extreme prejudice, in my opinion. I mean, George, we need accountability and we need consequences. Like, and I need you to talk about I that. Mean, you can't you can't expect the government to do anything and be truthful about anything. And just for example, here, our esteemed fake ass president, it came out today that he exchanged emails with his son's Hunter's uh, business associate 54 times while vice president when he denied ever anything involving anything with um, his business, his son's business associate. So, I mean, the truth comes out eventually here and there, but as far as my concern, it's they're done. They're, I mean, anything that needs to get done in this country right now, it's, it's pretty much up to we the people because the government's not doing nothing. They're all for their own selves, self-worth, and their liberal side, along with the damn Uniparty and those most of the rhino um, Republicans. They're not doing, doing anything. They only want to do it for themselves, Lance. It's just enough's enough. But you guys talked about documentary. So I have the documentary. So do, what, do, we have, do I have your permission to put it out in um, the 10 languages? Ladies? I, I see no oh, yeah, Please. We can't do that. Please All do. Right, so do we need to get a release letter from America's Future? Do you guys need to talk to them first, or do you think we're... I will text Mary as soon as we hang up this call, but I don't see any reason why that you guys can't. I think it'd be great uh, because I do think, I think we can awesome. get some national and global international exposure. As you know, the Big MIG is now available in 10 languages, and we're now going to be uh, getting disseminated on some global platforms. We're just working out the details right now. Because I'm going to think yeah. it's crucial. I'm going to eat after yeah. the show, and then I'm done eating. I'll, I'll get on it right now. I'll start um, translating yeah. and stuff. We're going to take this episode. This will also be translated into 10 languages, so hopefully people will. So even your last episode, Tara, with, uh, with, with uh, Aaron Stevenson, was also translated. So every episode now for the Big MIG, we're in 10 languages, including English. So it's nine foreign languages and English. You know, accountability and consequences. I'm with Deb. Door kicking and making people responsible. If you commit a crime, within the halls of government or if you try to suppress the knowledge of a crime i explained to you guys when we were off camera that is considered misprisions of a felony we have got uh, an administration on both sides of the aisle uh, that believe that they are above the law they couldn't beat trump honestly so now they want to pull him off the ballots i only hope the consequences for joe biden and kamala harris and anybody else they name for not protecting our border from all enemies, foreign and domestic. That is a justifiable offense to have them removed from the ballot across the country in all red states. And I hope that these governors in the red states make that move because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If they want to play these bullshit shenanigans with us, and if they want to ignore what's going on our border, they took an oath to protect this country. And what they're doing right now is a criminal enterprise. It is racketeering, RICO, and conspiracy because they're organized and they're doing it intentionally. Joe Biden is lying to the American public, as is our border czar, Kamala Harris. You guys are a prime example of what the truth is. You are the true snake eaters, right? You're the true truth slayers. Without you guys and with what you're doing, which I think is, is downright heroic because you're putting your own safety and security at risk, whether it's job security or otherwise, because we know they're retaliatory. They do not want the truth to be released. And of course, we're here to hopefully, the more this gets disseminated, the less likely they are to retaliate. We've seen that better dissemination, and that's why the Big Ming show has gone global. We want to disseminate these the truth stories across the globe because when you have a weaponized judicial system, that's the problem, right? They are weaponized. They are not following the law. It is selective prosecution, and it is selective application of the law. The rule of law is not, you know, it's supposed to be equal protection under the law, equal application law, and that's not what we're seeing. At the end of the day, the most important thing is people come here for a better life. Now, I want them to come here legally. I don't believe in illegal immigration because I think at the base of it, not only is it criminal, what about the people here that had to fight to come here legally? My wife came here legally. She had to fight for her immigration to be here. When you look at the situation of the people that did that and what it took for them to get here, to wait for the, you know, wait for the visa, to wait for the approval, to, to, to go through the entire process, it is wrong what they're doing and the amount of the cost to the American public. Forget only safety and security. Beyond the scope of that, these people want a better life, and we're just denying them that. We're allowing the cartels 
to control our border on both sides of the border. We know the cartels are doing it. They've got their hands in government. George did a great job with myself. We exposed a story that had to do with the cartels actually paying government officials here, paying law enforcement and corrupting them. They do a lot of it through a mortgage fraud and through real estate fraud. And, and you know, that story, they've tried to suppress it. It came out of Arizona and it's across the whole country. It's actually those organizations are operating within 23 states of the United States. So here's the thing. As we're wrapping up here, I just want to give people hope. You guys made a difference this last time. You have to continue to apply the pressure Take the big MIG content, short form or otherwise, just give us a plug in it. Go over. Tara wrote us. Tara, give us your social media where they can find you and where they can get more of this information. So at Twitter, that's where yep. I have everything X. regarding child X. Don't forget it's X, X now. X. Yeah. X. Okay, so I'm at Tara Lee Rodas. So at Tara Lee Rodas, you can find me on X at, at Tara Lee Rodas. And okay. lots of information there. And the okay. upcoming summits, yeah. That's great. And where's the summit going to be? Where are you going to be for the summit? So we're going to have one in Illinois, and then shortly following after that is Texas. So you guys need to follow her to get that more information. Deb, I don't know if you're on social media. I tried to get your link. I didn't see it, and I, I feel bad that I neglected to put you in the pre-show. Do you have social media, Deb? That's okay. Yeah, I am the only person in America that just didn't have social media until this thing happened, so I had to get it. <laughs> okay. So, yes, as of, as of a couple of months ago uh i i did uh, a created x account so it's at deb white seven seven go ahead yes, deb. at deb white yeah and people can contact me in spanish as well i know that my name and maybe my face is not uh doesn't show but i'm from south america so i'm from argentina my parents were immigrants i immigrated here i wasn't born hola. here so i am 100 percent yes hola muy bien si sí, yo hablo español <laughs> Um, so please, if you want to contact me in Spanish or in English, please contact me. Um, be happy to talk to you. And, and God bless you guys. Thank you for what you're doing. When we get off of here, we'll follow you from the big Meg. Uh, for the listeners, obviously, it's G Ballantine over on X at Lance Miliacho and at the Big Mig Show. Obviously, we always need the follows, the likes, the shares, the comments, all of that. When we get off the show, we'll definitely follow you, Deb. Hey. We're already following Tara. Uh, listen, you can find us on all other platforms. Uh, Getter, it's Lance Miliacho, George Valentin, he gets the extra characters over there, and the Big Mig without the show, that's Getter, LinkedIn, True Social, Gab, CloudHub, uh, and don't forget on Rumble, we need the thumbs up. We need the shares. We need the comments. If you give us any feedback. George, you, you are biting your lip. What do you got to say? Because brother? she I feel just said Argentina and, and just out today, Javier, um, I don't know how you say it. Um, Melili? Yeah, he's kicking yeah. ass over there. Uh -huh. Yeah. He, he came out he with something awesome. called like a shock plan to stabilize the uh, Argentine financial yeah. system. He's a beast. Yeah. We love him. We yes. would love to get him on the show. He's amazing. We're yeah. also big Gert Wilder fans. And, our, and for some reason, our Dutch channels are, are getting way more followers than the other channels. I don't know if the Dutch are finally waking up. They're tired of what's going on shenanigans. We're trying to unify the world. That's our big plan. Don't forget to get over there, seaofmud.com, Patriotic Apparel. Right. Get some stuff bought over there. Support those guys. Do not forget uh, Beard Vet. Dot com. Of course, they've got energy drinks. They've got Beard Vet Tactical. They've got Beard Vet everything. These guys are just branching into all of it. you got to support them. If you want to sponsor the Big Mig show, please contact GB at TheBigMig.com uh, or LM at TheBigMig.com. We're still looking for a few good sponsors that are like-minded and don't want to control our narrative because we're not signing up for that, that's for sure. And, uh, of course, always anything you can do to support the show, tips are always appreciated. And if you can subscribe, it's only a couple of bucks a month. You can subscribe to us over on X or you can subscribe to us here. All that money goes back into the show and promoting it. Uh, listen, so we're, uh, George, do you want to tell them about what our schedule is through yeah, the holiday? Yeah, I, so. I was just waiting for you, Lance. we got to support uh, the birth of Christ. So, George? All right, well, before that, real quick. So we're, not, we're taking off for tomorrow night. We'll be back probably Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday we'll sneak in. But wish everybody Merry Christmas. While we're off, there is somebody that's going to be working hard over the weekend. Saturday and Sunday, she's got a show, Siberian Kitten, in the meow, so don't miss out. She's, you know, she's holding it down. 
I'll be with family. Yes, and she's on Rumble, so you want to follow over there, and yeah. you can find her and her husband, CSM Master, on True Social. So that's well, Siberian Kitten, and she's a true slayer also. Go ahead, George. Speaking of True Social, ladies, uh, our Big Big Mafia asking to request you guys join True Social, because not a lot of them are Twitter. So Tara I'm, has I'm just True Social, the right, Tara? I, well, they said... I Mm-hmm. Well, I did actually create one, but I'm hardly ever there because I hardly have time for social media, but I will. Okay, so Big Mig Mafia, I will get myself on True mm. Social more. And exactly. Deb, you don't want them coming after you. You know they will. No, no, no. Deb, <laughs> you are now Big Mig Mafia, so like just like we tell Tara, now's you can't leave. <laughs> You know, you're a friend of ours now. We will be sticking you in our uh, trailer. George loves to stick the new guests in the trailer so you can count on the fact that you'll be in there. At the end of the day, I want to say God bless you guys and thank you so very much. We're going to see everybody after the holiday. Merry Merry Christmas Christmas. and happy holidays to everybody. Enjoy your family. It's always important. And that's your top priority. God, country, family. Those are the things that matter. Tip of the spear. Liberty means anything at all. It means the right to tell people what they do not want to hear. And I hope tonight you guys felt like we did that unify the country george merry christmas to everybody and your families stay safe stay healthy i love you all and we'll see you next week god bless peace out decide what sites you visit and they're only going to allow a couple thousand sites 99 percent of the web will be off limits for your toughest jobs or your most rugged excursions. Introducing Sea of Mud Apparel, your go-to destination for clothing that embodies the relentless spirit of rural America. We were blue collar before it was cool to say you work for a living. Let your clothes speak for you. Embrace quality, comfort, and the American way. Shop now at seaofmud.com. Patriots, listen up. It's time to wake up and smell the freedom. Beard Vet Coffee is here to fuel your American spirit. This isn't just coffee. It's a battle cry in a cup, a declaration of love for the land of the free and the home of the brave. Crafted by the hands of those who've walked the walk, talked the talk, and, yeah, grown the damn beard. Vet founded, vet focused, and beard operated. This is coffee with a mission, a purpose, and a testament to the unyielding American spirit. It's a tribute to the tireless resolve that courses through the veins of our great nation. This is the taste of victory, the flavor of freedom, the coffee that stands as firm as our belief in America's destiny to lead and never to kneel. Beard Vet Coffee is more than a brand. It's a legacy steeped in the principles that make America great. It's for those who stand with pride under the stars and stripes, who uphold the values that light the torch of liberty for the world to see. So, are you ready to supercharge your day the American way? Beard Vet Coffee is not just a choice. It's a declaration of independence from mediocre mornings. Bold, brave, unbound, brewed for the American patriot. Beard Vet Coffee, make your mornings great again. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last.